Thanks for listening to Bezier. Bezier is sponsored by Superhigh, online courses for code, design, and product management. Superhigh's courses can be done in your own home at your own pace. I've been a Superhigh student since 2017 and have gone from being a designer feeling alienated by the should designers code discourse to building my own sites and now even selling web design services. My favorite part of Superhigh is the community of learners. As a Superhigh student, you're added to this huge community of all the other Superhigh students. It's filled with inspiring people from all over the world in all different places in their careers. I've gotten work there, I found podcast guests there, and even made in-person friends, all because of Superhigh. It's easy to get started. There's an online code editor. You can do it on your own schedule. There's built-in community of learners. It's got everything you need. Start learning to code, design, or product manage today at superhigh.com. I'd like to have guests introduce themselves. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Leah. I go by the pronouns she, her, and I am a design generalist and design strategist. Originally, I am from Germany, nowadays living and working in Canada, focusing on mostly digital product design and art direction. Awesome. And what about outside of work? Good question. Yeah. I'm not going to start. I have so many hobbies. But at the moment, I would say music is a big passion in my life. So I mix besides work, I DJ, mostly electronic music, a little bit of deep house, tech house and techno as well. Yeah. Are you DJing more for like yourself and your friends or are you performing and have your music available somewhere for us to listen to? Mostly for friends and for fun. I've been part of two gigs for now. But yeah, you can find me on SoundCloud, on MixCloud. I go by the name Lea Suela, which is my first and middle name. Yeah, that's where you can check out two sets that I uploaded so far. <laughs> and hopefully it's going to be more. So you said a couple things uh, in your introduction that it really interests me. You said design generalist and design strategist and art direction. And I think that for myself and probably a lot of people, those can all mean different things, especially depending on the context that you're talking about them in, the company that you're working at has different definitions for those things. Maybe you could talk a little bit about what each of those titles means for you and how you are practically doing them these days. Okay, yeah. So let me start with design generalist. So I like to do pretty much all of the things. I hate to limit myself to one creative field. And I would say this is just the type of designer I am because I tend to think about things very holistically and systematically. And this is just how my brain was wired. So I have gained experience in brand identity development, web design so far, visual design, UX, speculative design, and also on a higher level, as you said, design strategy. I strongly believe that design or designers don't need to be specialists. First and foremost, you have to be a designer, I think. And once you got all that, uh, you can elevate your skills in one area. And to add to that mental model, people also talk about the T-shaped skill set. So a T with a capital T, you have an overarching knowledge, a general knowledge about one field. And then in one area, area you have one area of focus. And yeah, design is a creative way of problem solving. 
and I see it as an intersection discipline. Design, yeah, I think is very multidisciplinary in its roots. So you mentioned T-shape designer. Do you, what would you consider your specialization to be? So right now I would say digital product design. And at the moment I um, pretty much focus on visual design a lot. So I set the tone and visual direction for a lot of products. I create and maintain design systems. I also am involved in building digital native brands so that's where art direction comes into play and yeah in building the strategy out for a product i definitely would consider you a generalist because those things to me feel very far apart doing digital product design and visual designer maybe Mm -hmm. not opposite ends of a spectrum but they're pretty different skill sets i'm curious Mm -hmm. if you would go into a little bit of your career history and, and where you learned some of these skills to, to give us a sense of how you're able to successfully accomplish all those different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I graduated from the University of Applied Sciences in Schwäbisch Gmünd in Germany, both from my bachelor's and my master's. And I was very privileged to be able to study at I think one of the most rewarded design universities in the world. And luckily it was close to my family home, what made it very convenient and easy for me in the beginning. So I could check out student projects and exhibitions even before I started and knew that I would not only get a great foundation, but also be able to attend courses in other programs such as interaction design, industrial design, which is basically physical objects and internet of things and as a major i chose communication design so looking back it's funny i used the university more as an environment to get to know myself as a designer and general as a person they were very open for me to pick and choose whatever courses i wanted and that's basically what made me the designer i am today and yeah to your question how i got that skill set so The only difference I think today is that I would say my strengths are when it comes to visual implementation because of my background and it's very clear in a project after we left the concept phase together that I'm the one who sets the visual direction and not only visual but also like art direction so the interaction what kind of interaction principles would make sense for this website or product, what kind of motion language, what kind of, yeah, I think art direction is a very broad field and there are multiple uh, things you can focus on as well. Right now, I'm very versatile. Yeah, it sounds like it. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about what your day-to-day looks like right now to give a sense for how quickly you switch sort of mindsets between these different types of design and thinking and to also give us a sense for the kind of work that you're doing right now. Yeah, so right now I work remotely in a full-time position for the design and development agency called Input Logic. And my work as a product designer there is very exciting. I'm doing everything from 
executive design work over designing user flows to strategy. As I said, at the moment, I'm often asked to create and maintain a design system and set the visual tone, but also doing visual quality checks. Yeah, I really enjoy that. What I probably like the most is that we work in weekly sprints and every week the focus is on something else, which makes my work incredibly versatile and as you said I have to wear a lot of hats so one day I innovate solutions one I solve a UX problem the next a visual problem and another one even a business problem or there are also days where I focus more on identifying problem areas in a project that may be worthy of a design deep dive. So from seeing the big picture, I'm also pretty hands-on and get down to the nitty-gritty stuff. And a client engagement usually goes over anywhere from three to 12 weeks. And we mostly work with startups and medium-sized businesses right now. It sounds like a, a huge amount of work. And like we've mentioned before, a larger range of different types of work in such a short period of time. I think three mm -hmm. to 12 weeks is like a super short timeline for a project of that scale. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I, I forgot to add that usually the client comes back to us. So sometimes we do the development in-house, sometimes we outsource it or the client has developers himself. And then we help them to launch their first MVP. And then after a while, once they got to test it and got user feedback, they would come back to us. And then we revamp it again. We focus on a few features or flows that need to be improved. So it's an agile environment. And yeah, when I say three to 12 weeks, it's only for one bigger design sprint, I would say. Yeah. So what does your team look like? Are you doing this by yourself per client? We are a very small design team at the moment. We have three designers, one design lead, and then two project managers who also are very design oriented. And we have sometimes we have one-on-one -on -one meetings, sometimes bigger internal meetings, but it pretty much depends on the project. On larger projects, it is very collaborative, but everyone kind of has a focus area. And sometimes I do it on my own, actually, yeah. I'm curious, what is advice that you have for someone that wants to get started one, as like a design generalist, which I think is a very different maybe set of advice than someone who's going to specialize in an area. And two, for someone that's interested in getting into client services, which I wouldn't say there are less designers doing client service, but I would say like a lot of people that are interviewed are usually in-house somewhere working on a mm -hmm. single product. Good question. Yeah. Advice. So I think, first of all, to be a good designer nowadays... I believe that you should be comfortable with constantly pushing yourself out of the comfort zone and challenging the status quo and challenge your team and challenge your clients. Yeah, and if I say push yourself out of your comfort zone, I would say be open to discover different disciplines and or something completely else. Think about design as a state of mind, and it really helps to sometimes just scratch some other surfaces, but this will help you to build a great communication yeah, base for communication in projects if you collaborate with other designers. And yeah, on my journey, what helped me was literally diving into other fields. So also writing code, 
writing content, crafting things with my hand, or attending courses such as sound design, for example, just as an example that ultimately helped yeah, to build a solid knowledge. Yeah, I, I think you said something along the lines of scratch other surfaces. And I think that's really a great way to say that of like having that curiosity to keep trying different things and to, you know, trying to absorb all these different areas. I, I still find it like really impressive the sort of range that you've been able to gather experiences in so that you can be a designer across all these different things. Do you find it mm-hmm. challenging to flex from one, as you said, design mindset for, let's say you're doing strategy to all of a sudden you're maintaining a design system, which is strategic mm-hmm. in a different way, maybe yeah. to, you know, I don't know, art directing photography or something else. Yeah, so I have to say I don't art direct photography at the moment. But yeah, it is challenging, but I'm getting better and better at it the more I do it and practice it. So maybe in the beginning, I wanted to keep my focus for one week on like in one discipline. Now I think I'm able to jump between disciplines multiple times during a day. And I think just practice and yeah just do it just go for it (laughs) it sounds like between university and your current job and maybe some jobs in between that you have a really safe environment like a learning environment do you find that all of your coworkers are also in this place of kind of always learning new skills or are you the generalist on the team and everybody else is more specific into an area no we are all very eager to learn and curious people and we also like to support each other and exchange knowledge. So I wouldn't say there's one specific era you somebody has to focus on. Yeah. What about advice for someone that's been a design generalist for a little bit longer of a time or someone that's worked in client services for a while? Do you have any sort of advice for them or even somebody in a mentorship position, how they could mentor differently? Advice for a design generalist who... I think maybe are just starting out. I would say definitely do some freelance work on the side. I did that during my studies approximately five years ago and I still do that besides work nowadays. Yeah, I started to take on freelance projects which helped me to set myself up for the work I aspire to do. And that's where I learned how to talk to clients, pitch my ideas market myself, uh, managing my projects and my time, and also working in a self-directed environment. But first and foremost, also taking complete ownership of a project from the very start until the end. Do you think your job has changed quite a bit since the pandemic started? It has changed. (laughs) Yeah. So once the pandemic started, I was working at this education tech startup called Insightful. And I switched jobs during the pandemic and I switched from being more of an in-house freelance designer into a remote position. And right now I'm working out of a co-working space and I, I love it. Yeah, I can definitely imagine to do that for longer. Do you think it was Uh, like a challenge to change jobs during the pandemic? Did it give you an opportunity to step back and look at your career holistically or was there like a job opportunity came your way? Oh yeah, it did for sure. It did give me an opportunity to slow down and really think 
or yeah, use the time to think about how and where I want to put my time into. And yeah, a few weeks before Corona was considered, the startup offered me a full-time job, but I was hesitant because I wanted to wait if I eventually have to move back to Germany and I didn't want it to commit at that time. However, I was able to stay and work for them part-time until I yeah, decided to look for a full-time job again after the second wave. And yeah, that brought me to Input Logic. Who's one person that everybody should know about? Yeah, without having to name a specific person, I'd like to give shout outs to a few communities out there. Sure, yeah. So first of all, I to say Figma. Their product and community is pretty powerful. I watched their online conference, uh, Config, only recently, and I thought they had great content and people. I think the YouTube videos must be live by now. Yeah, you can watch that. Then awards, awards with three W's, old but gold, but they're very talented designers. And this is the website I go to when I feel a little bit down and I want to get inspired by all those juicy visuals and smooth UI transitions and animations. And they also have a very nice academy and online courses. And last but not least, Webflow. Webflow is the platform that helped me to understand coding on a higher level. So as a visual person, they have an interface that is very similar to a design interface like uh, Adobe Creative Suite or Figma even. And they have features like Flexbox, for example, that is very similar to auto layout in Figma, which makes it very easy to translate your designs into code. And if you browse their community, you'll find designs that you can review and projects that you can clone and do some reverse engineering. Yeah, that's where you can see how things are implemented. What about books? What's a book that everyone should read? <laughs> books, um, tough question. So I would describe myself as a very bad reader. Funny enough that I won a read out loud contest in high school. <laughs> but yeah, I still don't know how I did that. But apparently people like my voice. I've been told that it's very calming and soft um, spoken. But generally I love to read. I have to say every day I would choose something different. That's why I usually read multiple books at a time and chunks step by step. A book I would always choose over and over again is a book about self-growth. So the last book I read was from Mark Manson called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck or the, A Counterintuitive Approach to Living a Good Life. And it's basically a collection of essays and stories in his life. It's very easy to read. And whenever I read it, I felt like I'm sitting in a bar next to him and he tells me about his life over a bunch of beers. And another book is Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson. That's a book you can finish within a few hours. And I think it helps you think about your true purpose and motivates you to go further, to find it. It's a very lovely book uh, described with how, with two mice in a maze, and they both have different characters, and it's an amazing way to deal yeah, with change in your work and 
your life. I like that perspective on it. I've always thought about that book as less about change in a positive sense, but like how to deal with uncomfortable change. So I really like the application of that toward a career lens or like a job lens because I've never thought of it like that. It was always about like dealing with difficult situations or yeah, when you and yourself aren't necessarily good at facing change. I always thought that was like a great resource. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that's a book, as I said, you can finish it so quickly. And it's a book I would read over and over again. And in in different uh, situations in your life, it would apply to, or you can, you could apply it to something else. Yeah, great book. So I believe everyone should get paid for their time. We share proceeds from this show with our guests and hopefully mm-hmm. soon we'll have an ad-free version with the new like Apple podcast subscription. We'll see if we can get that set up. So everyone look forward to that. But other than that, are there ways that people can support you? Yeah, I launched my new portfolio only last week. I have lots of great new stuff to show and share as I'm gaining more experience. So great timing. And stay tuned and look for www.leashwegler.com. I designed and developed it using Webflow. I got sick of being restricted to templates. Uh, And I wanted to find a custom solution for me that can grow together with me. Other than that, you can see my work on Dribbble, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and all that kind of stuff by searching just my my name. For communications, I have to say I'm a little bit old school. I try to keep all my messages in one um, spot as much as I can. But if somebody wants to reach out to me, you can do that on LinkedIn. I'm very open for a casual chat anytime, over a coffee, eager to meet new people. So don't hesitate to reach out and let me know if you're yeah, down for a chat. I know how often and hard it can be to want to and then go ahead and follow through with a new portfolio website. So congratulations Mm -hmm. on launching your new one. I'll make sure to link it for everyone to see it. Leah, thank you for being on Bezier. It was so great to chat with you. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up? Thank you so much for having me. I think we covered a lot of things. And yeah, other than that, get vaccinated. I'm getting my vaccine tomorrow. I'm pretty excited for that. And yeah, just stay safe. Bezier is a design interview podcast amplifying voices in our creative communities that don't already have large platforms and aren't working at big five tech companies. We focus on finding guests from all over the world and representative of as many of us as possible. If you have a great guest idea for Bezier, please email us at inquiry at zoct.studio. That's I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y at Z-A-C-H-T dot studio.